0: RPS. Live from Premier Better Sound 2022. Proudly presented by Cupra.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Radio Primavera Sound. My name's Johan Wald. On the controls we have Rob Roman. We are broadcasting live from the Parkdale Forum Saturday night. I'm feeling it. They're here with us. Mark Bowen and Joe Talbot. Give it up for Idols. The crowd loses yeah, 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 it. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. lose it. They're getting there. They're already were in anticipation. How does it feel to be back at Primavera Sound, guys? I feel like a caged animal. Thank you.
0: I feel like and uh, NSYNC. On is it TMZ? What's that like? <laughs> you know that.
2: that oh, the thing? one in Times Square. You yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah, yeah. That's
1: TRL. Uh, no, those old like nineties yeah, or two yeah, thousands TV shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, do you have any memories from the last time you played here? Because it's been a while with everything that's happened in between. Uh, yeah, but not a lot in between. You know. Uh, yeah, we were playing in the corner at two
2: in the morning, and. Um, it was one of the best experiences we've ever had as a band. It was, it was phenomenal. We've been coming to this festival for over a decade. It's one of the best festivals on the planet. It's my favourite. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a dream to be back. Thanks for having us.
1: Yeah, we, we, we had a chat with Steve Albini yesterday, and he was mentioning Boom. with <laughs> a legendary rock producer and <laughs> yeah, yeah, rock recording engineer. Uh, Shout from, out to Albini from Shellac. Shalak, um, and uh, he was saying that he doesn't play festivals, but he does play Primavera uh, because, and he explained why. What does playing Primavera mean to you? Why is it important for idols to be a part of this family, this lineup?
2: Well, I mean, the, it's always a discerning lineup. I mean, it, it's eclectic in the best way they book that now especially like we we you know like i said we've been coming there a long time before we were a band um but it's a discerning choice as in now we know the booker as well it's always about uh what they feel is the best music right now and and not about necessarily selling tickets but uh giving something to audiences that want new ideas and what is considered to be the best at the time. And I think it's delivered every year. I think uh, Primavera is always the best lineup.
1: And there's a thing about, and it is true that uh, we speak to the people, the members of Booking who know a lot about music. They, they've been doing this for 20 years. And uh, the first time they saw your show, a lot of the people in the office who saw your show here at Primavera, they said, this is a next level. This is a, this is a next milestone in, in guitar music and stuff. And I, was, and I asked this when I, I interviewed Dev a while back when, on the back of Ultra Mono, And he wasn't able to answer the technicalities of it because when I saw you guys live at the Weekender, I felt that there was this rummaging, this kind of engine sound like a jet plane taking off all the time underneath. Uh, could you explain, Mark, what what the technicality is of that? Is it like pedal effects? Is it is there something like a drum 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 just going on constantly?
0: Um, well, I think what it is is that, like as a guitar band, we've always noticed that there's limitations that are placed within having an instrument. Like you know, the best, most raw, violent, aggressive music being made now is not really being made on guitars, but there's something. About the visceral nature of playing a guitar and seeing, you know, people shake on stage with their instrument and fight with their instrument—that is a big attraction for us. But we're always trying to not make the guitar sound like a guitar. So we use lots of different effects. We play guitar badly on purpose, kind of, um, and that creates a kind of uh, of sound. And it's about unifying together as one whenever you need to be unified as one to create that sign. <laughs> but also it's all about diverging in different directions and taking up different spaces within what a guitar means at that point to create the biggest sign possible
1: dev also mentioned that you you know you both both guitars spend a lot of time looking at youtube tutorials and like you're really nerdy with pedals and, mm. and how how obsessive are you
0: a completely obsessed. Like, yeah, I, it's what I spend maybe ninety percent of my time doing is thinking about what the next sound my guitar is going to be making, and how can I make it, and how can I cultivate it using different techniques and stuff like that. Like, I'm like with crawler, I got really into guitar synthesis and using modular kind of ideas to expand the guitar sound and widen it out and all sorts of stuff like that. It's, it's, very, it's boring for anyone else. The interesting bit. Is the <laughs> sound? That's good. Yeah, you know yeah. that's all I care about, really. At the end of the day,
1: and it's lovely because you're in the audience and you've got this little vibration going on in your tummy. It's like when well, it's constant. It's like apart from all the visual energy and the and the drums and the guitars, it's like this, which is almost like the the Tibetan chants when they do the yeah, you know, the equivalent, yeah, yeah. but made with pedals. But yeah. I understand that the aim with your last album, Crawler, you wanted to break ties with the old idols. What did you mean by that, Joe? What is What, what, what do you understand is the new idols that you want to work towards? Um,
2: I guess the new idols is still the old idols. It's just, <clears throat> I think if you are a band that has the gift of a loyal audience, it's important that you show your gratitude by working hard and challenging yourself and moving forward. If you are bored, you're boring. If you're interested, you're interesting. And I think for us, it's about staying alive and making new um, and you can't stand still as an artist. You got to constantly look forward. Um, So for us, Ultra Mono was a really good opportunity to build a grotesque version of what everyone, including us, had had built with idols to kill it, start again with Crawler. But there's, you know, you you look at Crawler and there's there's elements of all of our albums in there. It's not like we've turned our back on Joy as an act of resistance or brutalism or ultra mono. Like, they're in our DNA. It's just about making sure that we don't do the same thing twice because we don't want to do the same thing twice. It's Mm -hmm. not to do with anyone else but ourselves. And, you know, we're in love with this and we're very, very, very lucky. There's not many people that get to do what we do. And it's important that we make sure that we show that gratitude by challenging ourselves every day, waking up, making sure we are the best we can be.
1: Well, of all the things that can be said about Idol's music, it's not exactly the most commercial or radio-friendly, yet you scored a number one album with Ultramono. Do you have any kind of explanation for that since you were in the middle of the mailstorm,
0: These people here, the supportive people, our fans, people that buy our T-shirts, tattoo their arms with our album titles um yeah it, like from the, the 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 start of idols there's been a a like-minded community created with within the band and then without with our with our audience that has grown and grown and the whole point of, point of that community is that it engenders receptiveness and to allow people to come into it it's open it's open-minded it allows anyone to be themselves and that is captivating and and makes you want to be part of that gang and then a gang forms and everyone wants to be part of the gang don't they so that's that's how it grows and grows yeah yeah whether or not it's about the music necessarily i hope so but yeah
2: the other reason is ed sheeran hadn't released an album that week
1: When we brought up that name when we were interviewing Black Midi yesterday, they were like, don't ever mention that name when we're at the table. (laughs) They they felt like they had this kind of superstition. No, 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 no beef with uh, poor Mr. Ed Sheeran. It's Uh, just. Have you started a Black Midi Ed Sheeran beef? Uh, No, no, exactly. I didn't start it. I just sort of put it out there, and they were very sort of, they didn't want to be mentioned in the same way. I think a lot of parallels
0: (laughs) can be drawn between Ed Sheeran and Black Midi if you
1: think about it. (laughs) <laughs> you can draw parallels between everything, mate. Even Julio Iglesias, I can say, I, I can, I can always bring it in. You know, my colleagues are always like ranting. It's like, why is he always talking about Julio Iglesias? Julio Iglesias is the is the invented everything. Sorry, um, but going back to Crawler, uh, and you were saying, Joe, uh, of not repeating, of always creating new things. The Beatsland Ballroom is what finally. Oh snap! That's our old guitarist from the hey. F- hey. Oh my gosh! Our bass player, Dev. Hey! <laughs> look idols fans uh that have your photo opportunity moments uh with 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 dev <laughs> <laughs> everyone go bother dev but it's not dev it's it's a look is it Dev? no it's that's dev right. yeah yeah it is dev. Dev. he yeah. looks different from when yeah, i yeah he's I, lost I thought,
2: he's lost about 20 kilos
1: I, well because he's been in pandemic i know he was busy doing a fitness pro program and doing youtube videos and stuff
2: i think he just got back into drugs um, so,
1: <laughs> the, the, yeah, you know, the, the kind of pharmaceutical over the counter drugs. Yeah, yeah
2: diet pills, diet pills.
1: Um, But speaking of, I mean, a lot of, uh, speaking of taking care of oneself and being in shape and stuff, uh, touring, the touring lifestyle, we know from interviewing thousands of bands all throughout our careers, that uh, touring can take a toll on on your body and on your mind and you have sung about mental health issues. What steps do you take? What do you ensure to do as an organization to make sure um, you take care of each other?
2: I think um, touring uh, our show is like uh physically draining you know i'm i mean training wise i box i cycle and i try and look after myself and so do all the other guys in different ways Um, but mental health is is a key to touring because you're it's a very unnatural thing there's no um there's no kind of consistency to it but a, a strict consistency at the same time and like you know you just got to look after each other and like it's all about what we talk about in our music if you open yourself up and you give yourself to the people around you if you are vulnerable which is basically a sense of openness you don't have to you don't have to lay yourself bare every day you just have to try and be open to the world and what you get back is everything, it's it's vulnerability from the people around you and I think earning and sustaining an honest circle means that there's longevity in that relationship because you trust each other and you're safe to express yourself which means you don't turn to other things in order to survive that. Um, also, again, as Bowen said it 's the people these guys that come to our shoulders and look after us they 've been showing us support and showing their vulnerability and sharing their experiences online and and everything it 's like it 's a community that 's built itself around us that makes us feel like we 're part of something much bigger than ourselves, and it keeps us safe
1: well you you know've you know, 've you've, you've addressed um issues about substance abuse in your music and uh, I imagine that the good the thing that artists have of any kind of discipline is you get to exercise a lot of the demons through art through work and stuff and it must feel really good as well as, as opposed to people who just go to a job and they don't have time to pursue a creative outlet and and you know you let that grind you down and over the years you become gray and you lose your whereas you guys get to every night to incredibly, beautifully, passionate people, and, and 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 stuff that was cathartic. You managed to put it on paper and turn it into a song. Is that enough to keep the demons at bay, or is it? Does it take a little bit more?
2: Yeah, no, it's definitely like um, it's not enough. No, you like as a sober person, Dev, who has now been sober and not smoking for I don't know. He's gone now, Um really he's uh, he's shown me that it can be done, but it's not because he's in a band. It's because he's dedicated his time and his patience and built new connections with the people around him. And you gotta work hard. As an addict, I can tell you that if you don't do it yourself, no one else can do it for you. It's like, you, 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 it's, it's, it's hard. You gotta want it. You're gonna want sobriety because you know our job is everywhere you can you can get whatever you want easily Um, but definitely the support of our people and our crowd and the support of each other definitely helps and i would suggest that creative thinking is definitely the spark that allows you to feel that you're part of the universe it's a bridge music art writing reading whatever it is It allows you that connection to the world. It makes you feel part of something. And that connection is a strength. It makes you feel more grounded than if you're lost and isolated and alone. And it's a good foundation to work hard on yourself every day. But you need to want it first. Um, Yeah
1: it's a powerful thing and as as, as you said i mean being a, in a, in a rock and roll band or in a touring lifestyle the, the, there are minds everywhere and you can tread on them or or they can be thrown at you it can't be easy but um anyway uh, last night Kenny Beats played uh, here at the Boiler Room in Cupra and he actually sunk the floor he didn't but his set was so lively that someone sunk the floor and i think they've had to repair the stage um, uh, what, what why did you choose a hip hop a producer known for working more in hip hop to produce Ultramono and Repeat on Crawler um
0: I think it were well, one, because that is the kind of music that inspires us a lot, and especially Ultramono, that was the music that was driving our writing behind it. Um, and much in the same way I was saying earlier about, you know, electronics and production is where you get all the hardest stuff these days. Um, but then, but then in, as soon as we met him, it became more about his um, enthusiasm for the music his enthusiasm for the the purpose that you're going with without with any kind of album and also his ability to to seek out the way in succeeding in, in that in that venture and his his also his lack of uh ego around that you know he'll he'll be like i'm not the best guy at this who is and he approaches that person and gets them to do it and he engenders that within us as well we, we He makes you feel more confident in experimentation, in, you know, sticking with what your intentions were um, from the outset and and seeing that through in the best possible way to come out with something that you feel successful because you've managed to hit the nail on the head with regards to what you were intending. So from that end, I mean, he's one of the best co-producers in the world. He's also a
2: genius. Yeah, He's, He's one of the best producers in the
1: world. And you co-produced this this album. Well, you produced most of the this. St- what? No, most of the idols' albums. Uh, You've got I, your hands on the yeah. i am I'm, I'm.
0: I'm. I'm, in, I'm involved. Yeah, but the crawler was the first time that I kind of stepped up to co-producer level yeah. with Kenny. Um, and I don't think I could have done it without Kenny. Um, and I think that he was very kind and very respectful to. The approach that I wanted to take because I was so deep in it, um, but he also he also helped me gain in confidence and also helped stand in the way and push me off to the side when something else needed to be done. Yeah.
1: Um. So yeah, he, he's he's great. Well, you know, a question that I didn't finish asking before was you know about talking about keeping things. Uh, Changing things and doing, trying different things. The Beachland Ballroom off your last album has instantly become uh, one of a fan favorite, a song that everyone loves, especially because it's kind of a moment in the show. If you do play it tonight, where uh, lovers can have a little waltz and dance together, is was that something deliberate that you thought? Oh, we need to have a little a, a song that that's a, a little bit more tender, shall we say, nah. and raging and furying like a like a tornado.
2: Nah, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking about. Um... I wasn't thinking about the audience when I wrote Beats and Boring." Um, I just love soul music. I like I grew up on that stuff, and um, I've I've tried to write a soul song a few times, and Bones kicked me out the door. (laughs) Um, But I got it right with that one because he wasn't there, so I wrote it whilst he wasn't in the room, and uh, it got yeah. But and you finished it off. It was great. So it was good. Um, But yeah, you know, like uh, Crawlers, Crawlers are an episode, I think it's the the first chapter in a new book where we're working on dynamic and working on depth. And we've always thought about the shows we have. It's like part of the journey, you know, like every song we write, we think about its impact live and all that stuff. But with that in mind, we also want to write the best song possible. And that's just whatever it is on the day. Um, But now, you know, Crawlers, Crawlers, you know, it's definitely, it's, it's us at our most. Uh, I guess I guess our most fluent, you know, like it's us speaking our language the most. We are not just a pummeling, deaf car, but we can be. And like you know, I think you know we we want to create that, as you would say, bow and ebb and flow in our set. But it's all about a journey, you know. We 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 respect the live show, and we want it to be as memorable as possible yeah and the moment is only created if you you create those binaries of dark and light and and light and heavy and you push people to their depths both up and down and um that's when you remember the highs is when you create the best lows and i think we're getting there you know
1: yeah yeah what well, tonight you're playing at more or less at the same time as Gorillas and a lot of us kind of had hoped if that wasn't the case that there might have been a chance where you would have been able to have joined the rest of the Gorillas on stage to perform the song that you put for put up for um, so, uh, the last album. <laughs> uh, would that have been a possibility? Were you talking no. with Damon?
2: No, there's not enough room for me and Damon on any stage. <laughs> I'm joking. No, we, we like no. We he he wouldn't invite us up. No, he's, he's got enough collaborators. But um, we would come up. Like I love Damon Albarn. I love Gorillaz. I, I I love I love Blur. I grew up on that. You know. I was um, yeah. We met him recently. He's cool. He's good. And yeah. like yeah, we would. But we <laughs> we got our own show to to try and uh, yeah to try and do right tonight.
1: Well, there's lots of friends here tonight because Warren Ellis is here because he's performing tonight with Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Yeah. Give it up. Uh, uh, have you, do you have time to sort of meet up when, like, do you send text to each other, like, hey, let's grab a, a, a free damn? Uh, uh, uh,
2: Slow, Slow Tide just called me. So I'm going to uh-huh. go, uh, but apparently he's on stage soon. So I've got to go and see him. Uh-huh. Um, who else? Oh, we, we were with Jenny Beth earlier. Uh, yeah, you know, it's nice to to meet people along the way, and then when you festival season, it's basically our time to meet up with people that we've worked with
0: or hung out with. Yeah, I um, I, t- I text Warren. Did you? Yeah, I was like, Oh, it'd be nice
1: to meet up, and I gone an,
0: all right. <laughs> I didn't know it was
1: like all right or, all right yeah when you're when you're it's it's you know when you're on the receiving end of someone texting you and you don't yeah, want to be yeah, rude yeah. but you know you've got it's like hang on a minute I'm there's a lot of things going on I I can't commit to you know there's a
0: game t- of cat and mice that's going on between me and Warren at the minute I'm trying to like you know play it cool yeah same time don't seem too keen too eager. I mean. yeah 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 it, I mean.
1: it's that's something that always whenever i ask artists about playing primavera it's like you know it's lovely to be asked like 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 it's it's never in a band do you feel that it's never right for you to sort of ask a festival like can i play or get your managers to ask like is that a thing where it's it's something that i just keep hearing like bands like well if i get invited
2: we, we asked to play Primavera a lot. Yeah. Like, I, in fact, I remember sat on Barcelona Beach with another friend of mine who's in a band. Um, and they all agreed <laughs> on the beach that if they weren't playing Primavera in two years, they'd split up. And they haven't, and they're still a band. A song in the room. they liars.
1: Oh, liars! No, not the uh, band. Oh, they, they-, they just
2: lied. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I won't Cards. name. I won't they name couldn't band. follow through with their with their yeah. commitment. Damn it. <laughs> they, sh- they
2: should play Primavera. They are an amazing band, but they haven't played it. What's the name but, of
1: the band? Let's put it out there. Let's, you know, do you believe in that? In the projecting into the universe, and if you project it more long enough, it might happen.
2: Yeah, well, I hope so. Um, I think, yes, I think people... Actually, yeah, we're on a platform. We should spread the word of yes, Amazing Man. Spectres are the band I'm talking about, and they are phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal, and they should play here. They go down a storm, especially yes. in Spain. Spectres. <laughs> yeah, Spectres, yeah. yeah. Um, they played with us once, when they're friends of us uh, back home, and, yeah, they're, they're fantastic. But, yeah, we, you know, we ask all the time. You know, like, we're, we're a huge, Like, I've been coming here for a long time, so I, I wanted to play way before we played. And yeah, you gotta ask, you gotta be hungry for that stuff, you know? Yeah. Like there we still got stuff we wanna do. We still got like um what do you call it? Bucket list festival things we wanna do. Um, couple of headliners here and there that we wanna do. Mm. Um, you know, but really here, if I'm realistic, I don't fancy headlining this one. I always like, you know, if Shilak are happy playing at midday on a roof somewhere like four years ago, I'm happy playing anywhere this is this is one of those festivals where it's about the people and the list of bands that are playing you don't need to be at the top
1: what is your relationship with the concept of ambition because you're a band and and, you, and I think you have to have a little bit of ambition if you want to make it in this industry but some some people kind of hate that word and remember Tom York had that lyric ambition makes you look pretty ugly i don't know like kind of mm. even though he is ambitious <laughs> no <Yeah>. what what's <laughs> I, I I think that like there's a there's an element to
0: of it, where ambition is like it's uncool, like it's way cooler to be like eh, whatever, but like we're incredibly ambitious, I would say both of us are yeah have have ambitions, you know it, it's it's not to be you know you 2 or co-play or a c d c but it, you know we have our own ambitions for our albums, we have our own ambitions to what it means to tour as a band and how we how we go about that and getting our idea as many people as possible, so yeah mm. it, it, it's We've got drive, and I guess ambition comes with drive, or helps drive, for sure.
2: I mean, the other thing is, you know, if you haven't got ambition, what, what are you doing? Like, you, like, for us to not be ambitious is an insult. It's an insult to these guys, and it's an insult to all the people that don't get to do this. It's an insult to specters who don't get to play this festival. We've been working for 13 years as a band, hard. Like, we had 70-hour-a-week jobs we were working hard in our other jobs, and then we'd come out and practice four times a week for 20 hours a week, every week. Now, to turn around to other bands who work just as hard as us and not have ambition is an insult to the people that aren't as lucky as us and to the people that pay for us to be here. So we're always going to be ambitious. I get up in the morning, I'm grateful. My gratitude comes out in how hard I work every day. And that's not going to stop, ever. Ambition is 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 no joke you have to be grateful otherwise you're entitled and people that are entitled need to get in the sea
1: thank you so much joe talbot bowen from idols they play tonight i don't know what stage i know it's not one of those massive horrible stages it's one of the nice small ones where we can create a proper mosh pit and sweat together and hug each other because we can now do that well, you, we can still get covid like the strokes but don't worry it's worth it it's worth it we're back here together again let's just get it with responsibility i'm getting into one of my gardens thank you so much <laughs> idols we love you, thank
2: you. Love you. <laughs> thank you gracias gracias it's not a racist, in the village in the in the village, you know, in the village. Model race model hate, model Said he got with every girl in the village.